Welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. I'm Mark Betancourt. Extreme poverty, according to the World Bank's widely used global poverty measure, means living on less than $1.25 a day. But different cultures see poverty differently. They have different standards for what makes someone poor. Sabina Alkire, an economist with the Oxford Poverty and Human Development Initiative, nicknamed OFI, a research center at the University of Oxford, has been working with colleagues on the creation of a multidimensional poverty index. The MPI looks at more than just income to assess poverty, combining indicators like malnutrition, child mortality, even the type of flooring a family has at home, to create an aggregate picture of whether that family qualifies as poor. Which indicators are included, and how much weight they're given, can then be tailored to reflect the cultural standards of a specific country or region, and development efforts can be directed accordingly. I spoke to Ms. Alkair about the challenges of measuring poverty, and began by asking her if there are some standards of poverty that are common to all cultures. I think that there's no question about what we call acute poverty. You know, malnutrition, losing children, you know, these, these kinds of deprivations that those are really bad, so that that would be something that requires policy attention. But I think in some settings where there are very low rates of that, it doesn't mean that there are not kinds of deprivation that are widely seen as unacceptable in that society, and you really do need to bring in either other dimensions or higher standards um, to have something that really captures what poverty is. Can you tell me some about how how that idea plays out in metrics, that sort of the the existing status quo is to distill things often down to to income? How did your work sort of develop to try to change that? We first clearly want to look at other dimensions of poverty, things like malnutrition, being out of school, having poor housing, perhaps violence, perhaps disempowerment or humiliation. So usually one would want to measure them one by one. So you have an indicator of child mortality, an indicator of nutrition, and you feel you can see everything. One of the disbenefits or problems of doing so is that you can't see who's deprived in different things at the same time. So who is both malnourished and has a poor education and has poor housing. And when you actually look quite carefully at the uh, redundancy among indicators, Um, then you find that the patterns are not what you might think because clearly what is happening at the same time in their lives is going to shape their behavior. Clearly that means they will have different abilities to take advantage of policy interventions. If my child is malnourished, then yes, you you may expect me to go to a clinic, but then if I have other things that I'm doing, I might not have the time or the ability or the permission. Having worked in a lot of um, extreme poverty in your career at various times, how did you see that playing out of people sort of making this surprising decisions or behaving in ways that you wouldn't necessarily expect given the numbers that you see. Mm. It was interesting at, at a period when I just finished my doctorate I worked in the World Bank um, and was in a research project that looked at culture and poverty and we looked at a number of bank projects that had fleshed out cultural issues and so failed because that was one of the concerns. So, for example, a a place that didn't understand indigenous needs to bury the placenta had seen women not attending hospitals uh, for attended birth. Or in another place, the level of afterlife that a person attained depended on the number of cows they had when they died. They wanted to keep the cows. So so exports didn't go up in the way that had been predicted. Those cultural 
elements that you're talking about can be so intangible. How is it that um, you're still able to put a number to it? Are there sort of pitfalls to, to wanting to quantify it? When you do the, the, the field work, then you very much see the limits of what you can do. Um, there was one man, we were in Bhutan doing a, a field check of their national uh, multidimensional poverty measure, which includes livestock. And there was a man who, was, who had livestock, but they felt was deprived in assets. So we were inquiring about this situation, and it turned out that um, he was a widow, and um, his cow was his best friend, and his cow didn't give any milk. Uh, and these are things you just have to laugh at and say, I'm never going to be able to measure that. You know, you are going to have inaccuracies when you really look closely. Um, and th so the question is, how do you have confidence that it's good enough to do the job, which is really trying to direct policy so that it looks at the extreme suffering that very much does exist and, and don't get so distracted by the inevitable imperfections that, that you're blown off course. That was Sabina Alkire, co-founder of the Oxford Poverty and Human Development Initiative and one of the architects of a multidimensional poverty index that helps countries assess their poverty levels according to their own social and cultural standards. You can read more about Alkire and her work in September's issue of Finance and Development magazine, available at www.imf.org forward slash f and d. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more like this at www.soundcloud.com forward slash imf dash podcasts.